1: It's the best Celtics podcast day to day.
0: I get excited about it every night. About it. a real C's fan wouldn't wanna live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East, and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You can tell the other guys are going plan a vacation.
1: Yeah, Corralis, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career
0: It's raining and J's Rain Millie's Welcome back, this is the Locked On Celtics podcast And we want to thank you for making us part of your daily grind We're here for you Monday through Friday And this is the Friday show ahead of the Boston Celtics versus the New York Knicks a New York Knicks team that is going to be very, very different. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk more about Kyrie and what he might or might not be thinking. And then later on, All-Stars, which do not include the Boston Celtics for now. We're the Jays. I am John Corrales of MassLive.com, coming to you from New York City, getting ready to cover the Celtics and the Knicks. And I'm joined by Samuel Jamison Packard III. Jam! Also known as Ladies Love Cool Jam. Jam. (laughs) I just like the little... (laughs) Jam. The Boston Celtics are getting ready to take on the Knicks. The Knicks now all of a sudden very different after agreeing to trade Kristaps Porzingis to the Dallas Mavericks. It is a seven-player deal that includes Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, From the Knicks, it's Porzingis, Trey Burke, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., and the Knicks are also getting two first-round picks from the Dallas Mavericks. So the Boston Celtics are basically going to be playing the Westchester Knicks on Friday night. Like None of these guys are going to play. There's no way in hell. Go
2: ahead. The biggest person that impacts this deal right now for the game tomorrow is Trey Burke. (laughs) <laughs>
0: he absolutely killed the Celtics last
2: time they played <laughs> right, in New York.
0: Right. He's averaging about 12, 12 points per game, and that's boosted entirely by his performances against the Boston Celtics. Uh, so the Celtics, geez, if they don't come out and win by 1,000 tomorrow then or tonight, whenever you're listening, uh, then there's, <laughs> there's a serious problem. Uh, so first of all, let's just debate the merits, I guess, of this trade. And then... I, the, the result of this trade is so obvious that they're, they're opening up two maximum salary spots. And I think, Sam, that they sold pretty low on Kristaps Brzingis. Now, that's either one of two things. One, the, the Knicks front office is very stupid. Or two, Kristaps is not progressing the way they thought he would. And they're like, get, us, get him out of here. And we'll take what we can get and we'll just deal with it and hope to reset with uh, and and use him to attach Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee and all these other guys. Just clear out salary, get some draft picks and just reset the whole damn thing.
2: Yeah, it it sounds like that's what they're trying to do. They didn't have max cap space uh, before this. The major part of this deal is they got rid of uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., who uh, they once drafted. And then basically dumped him on the Hawks and then re signed him to a, a ginormous contract. Yep. Um, and but dumped now they have two, And dumped him again to get Dennis Smith Jr., who they had the chance to draft in a previous draft. So uh, if you ask the questions, is this the Knicks runoff as being stupid or it's, is, is it something? do they know something we don't? I'm going to lean towards the former. Um, <laughs> with that being said, like, so there's a lot of speculation, and uh, to use a Brad Stevens' word, scuttlebutt. About, like, why would the Knicks do this? Um, make these two kind of make space for two max reagents if they didn't know anything. Like, what do they know? And a lot of people are like, this means, oh, this obviously means, uh, that they're going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I think that's much farther from the, from, like, they don't know anything. They're just kind of trying to set themselves up for a scenario where if they can, if there is a scenario where both those guys come available, one, they have the money to do so. Well, they, to at least get one of them. They didn't have max cap space before. And now they have one spot. And, um, but they're just trying to set things up. So in the future, um, they, they could do that, but I don't think it's necessarily an indication. And they got two pretty like draft picks. I don't know if the Mavericks are going to be great, uh, moving forward. And they, I mean, I thought it was a, a, decent deal for the Knicks. If, uh, Porzingis was really just that pissed off and, was not planning on, like, one, there's rumors that Porzingis might sign a qualifying offer with the Mavericks, which would be kind of insane. That's crazy. That would mean he would get paid, I think, what, like $5 million next year for a one-year contract coming back from an ACL injury. Um, If he's threatening to do that with the Mavericks, you better believe that he's going to threaten to do that with the Knicks. And so maybe it was just like, I think it's the type of thing where now we're going, oh, they sold really low, but in like three years, we can be like, man, look at those great draft picks they got where... Like no one really knows what Porzingis is going to be,
0: right? And it's so hard to judge trades. Like we really shouldn't be in the habit of judging trades in the moment because this this trade especially cannot be judged until we see who they get with the cap space, who they get with those draft picks. What are the what what are the Knicks going to do? Do does this solidify a chance at tanking and getting Zion? And then do they just do they just keep Zion? and and just go with two max spots. Hopefully they sign, from their perspective, Kevin Durant, and then whoever else. Kyrie, I know everybody's throwing Kyrie out there, but it could also be Kemba Walker, and I think Kemba Walker makes more sense because Kevin Durant just got a ton of shit for going to the Warriors with all of their All-Stars. Get him to New York. Get him to play with Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is a very, very good player, but he's also not on the level of Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant can be like, I've got Kemba who's good but not like Steph. I can raise his game. I'm clearly the number one. This this will eliminate all of the criticism. I didn't go to New York to team up with anybody. It just feels like it's such a great little scenario for Durant to go there and team up with Kemba Walker, who, by the way, is from the Bronx, rather than Kyrie Irving, who I know is from New Jersey. And and doesn't mind playing the Knicks, and we'll play against the Knicks. He's not on the injury report, so whatever the Knicks decide to do, go ahead. Well, I was also like, Kemba
2: Walker is not associated with a team that he's already like promised to come back to, and a team that has like a lot of young talent and a great coach. Like Kemba Walker, like the whole Kyrie thing, and I guess uh, we can either talk to this now or later about about his uh, his free agency. But there's no guarantees that he's leaving, and you just have no idea what's going to happen there. Kemba Walker leaving the Hornets, I, like for, for his sake, to, that's like, everyone would be happy for him if he left. And so I think it could be a good uh, situation for the Knicks. Even if they don't get Kyrie or even if they don't get Kevin Durant, they are still going to have so much money to spend where they could just upgrade their team by getting Tobias Harris and Chris Middleton. I know that's not an immediate contender and that's not what the Knicks want, but like, say you have Kevin Knox, uh, Zion Williamson and then Tobias Harris and Chris Middleton. Like, there's like, you can put together like a solid team and build towards something with that. So I don't, I don't hate it for the Knicks. Uh, and I do think Kemba Walker makes more sense, but also they just brought in Dennis Smith Jr., who's a point guard. Right. It just, it just makes them a lot more flexible moving forward and it it ensures that they're going to be tanking correctly. It seems like a, a solid move for the Knicks, which is just uh, I'm going to give a tip of the cap to them because that's not normally what they do.
0: It's a solid move potentially for both sides because now you've got Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic, two unicorns, playing in Dallas. So that's going to be an interesting scenario. Uh, who knows what, what what's going to become of that? And we still have to see what Porzingis is going to be in Dallas. He – I don't want to say he's injury prone – But he's also like nine feet tall and plays out on the perimeter like a guard and big limbs aren't meant to play like a guard and it puts a lot of pressure. Those long limbs put a lot of torque on those tendons and they, uh, that, that's a lot of pressure on a human body. So I don't, I don't feel a hundred percent confident in the overall health of Kristaps Porzingis. So we'll see how that plays out. Now, of course, this obviously leads to... Like the up biggest
2: to- uh, swing. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. You, no. you were in and out there, so I just I just dove in with my Mavericks take. Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, which is that I think it's like the biggest risk and biggest reward for the Mavericks uh, because if Kristaps Porzingis comes back and is fully healthy and you can get him and Luka Doncic on the like co- same contract for five years... That's just, like, two damn good players that you can build around who can just run a pick and roll, and it will be pretty much impossible to stop. Um, so I like – if you're the Mavericks, you definitely take this swing too. Uh, with that being said, uh, if if Porzingis isn't hurt or doesn't come back right, and uh, they only have uh, five players supposed to be on their roster in the next, like, two years. They, and they basically just gave up – they already have a, a pick going to the Hawks. They gave up two picks on top of that. Uh, so that's three picks in five years. They could really just, uh, if things don't go well with Porzingis, they're basically just uh, putting crappy players around Luka Doncic for the first five years of his career, which is not exactly what you want. But because you're Dallas and because you need to like take a swing at things, eh, why not? It's, I think it was a, just a generally good deal for, for teams all around because and sometimes you just need to make uh, take risky moves in this league.
0: That's right. It's like they say, scared money don't make money. So that's that. Kyrie Irving's free agency is now in question again because the the New York Knicks have created this cap space. When we come back, a little bit more of a discussion now how all of this, we've set up this entire podcast with the, the deal here. What's next? What happens to Kyrie Irving? We'll talk about it when we come back on the Locked On Celtics podcast.
1: Let the Locked On NBA Network of Podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger
0: and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA Podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you
1: get your podcasts.
0: Today in the Boston Globe... Tom, uh, Adam Himmelsbach, sorry, Tom, <laughs> combining Tom Westerholm with Adam Himmelsbach. Adam Himmelsbach of the Boston Globe posted a piece on Kyrie Irving saying that his sources tell him that Kyrie has not, uh, given them any indication that they, they expect him to do anything but re sign with the Celtics. And according to Adam Himmelbach sources, the idea that he would rejoin LeBron is, quote, a joke. So that's part one. And I it's agree- been well documented
2: around these parts that uh, there's a certain pool guy on the Celtics who likes to describe things as a joke. Um, <laughs> and that's one Brad Stevens. So I think Adam Mimelsbach needs to do a little bit better job of protecting his sources here.
0: <laughs> well, I will say yes, but also being around Brad Stevens, People pick up mannerisms of that, of Brad Stevens because Brad Stevens has this tendency to say, "Well, you know, Kyrie Irving's a free agent, right?" And a lot of people now are adding that "right" to the end of their sentences. So there's this kind of gravitas that he has, and maybe people pick up some of his tendencies. You never know.
2: It's it's called cult of personality, and as a uh,
0: card carrying okay. member of that cult, I agree. <laughs> it, it could it could also be Brad Stevens, but who knows? So. Uh, it is characterized as a joke. Uh, Danny Ainge was on the radio saying that he is optimistic Kyrie Irving is going to resign. The Celtics have not gotten any indication from Kyrie Irving that he is going to do anything different than what he said. Kyrie has been hurt the past couple of days. I have seen him. We have seen him at the Garden. He's been on the bench, but he has not spoken to the media. He is not on the injury report. So that means he is clear to play against the New York Knicks. And that means he will probably speak at shoot-around. There is a scheduled shoot-around in the morning. And he will either speak at that shoot-around or after the game. At some point, he is going to get the question, what are you doing long-term? What do you make of these rumors? It's going to be asked of him. So it's going to be interesting to see what he says because – It's clear he's frustrated. Everybody who has connections to him knows he's frustrated. Hell, all you have to do is watch him and say he's frustrated. He's been calling out the young guys out of frustration. But is that enough for him to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm out. The Knicks, I'm going to leave Boston to go to the Knicks because they've got zero pieces in place and a couple of max spots. Maybe I'll go join Kevin Durant with a bunch of, who knows what around us. And that's going to be better than the Boston Celtics scenario. I don't buy it. I know a lot of people want to buy it. I personally, I don't think it makes sense. I don't think him joining the Lakers makes sense. I think him staying in Boston makes the most sense. I would agree. uh, Mostly
2: because that's the outcome I would prefer. Um, But (laughs) uh, it's going to be interesting to see his response tomorrow. Like how indignant he is with the reporters. Like, Uh, and how much he references that fact that he's already, like, said he's going to stay here. I'm also interested to see uh, if it's a a New York reporter or a Boston reporter who asks it first. My money's on the New York reporter because they don't have that much to talk about. And anytime Kyrie's there, they basically ask him about how special it is to play in MSG and uh, his his time in the Knicks going forward. But it will be interesting to see, hear his response. I anticipate, like, him doubling down on, uh, I've already said that I was going to resign, like I didn't make any uh, plans to change that. Um, it's just, it's interesting with Kyrie, you never really know what's going to happen with him, things could change, but uh, it seems like people closest to Boston, who know Boston the best, uh, and that would be, I think, Himmelsbach and then Jackie McMullin, Uh people closer to the team, are saying there's no indication that Kyrie has changed his mind or anything. And then people close to Rich Paul, uh, have been reporting, or at least I think Brian Windhorst came out today and said on one of his podcasts that it wasn't just like, that it wasn't like sources. He basically just said Rich Paul is, uh, his team is putting out there that Kyrie uh, might not re sign in Boston. It feels like a deliberate, uh, I wanted to say power grab because that's not the right word, but just like a strategy by the Rich Paul team to try to get Anthony Davis towards the Lakers. They want to make it so they the Pelicans don't think a Celtics trade is possible. Um, but there's just been no indication that Kyrie's not going to uh, honor his word. It's the NBA; things could change, of course, but I don't think anything like changes right now. I think if Kyrie wanted to leave he, he like that decision will is going to be probably made at the end of the season and whether or not the Knicks had cap space or not i don't think it really mattered cuz the Knicks you know what if the Knicks came to this offseason and they got indications from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that they both wanted to sign there the Knicks would make all the deals they needed to make to get the necessary cap space to sign them like there's no like i it just because they have cap space now doesn't mean like it like all of a sudden Kyrie Irving is going to wake up and go Oh, I could play for the
0: Knicks. <laughs> huh. Like, it's just this not, is not how it Rockers works. team is very
2: interesting. I'm intrigued by their offer. So I just don't think, like, the situation has changed. I think, like, um, maybe, like, with Anthony Davis demanding a trade, but even that, like, if you asked everyone to start the season if Anthony Davis was going to demand a trade uh, at some point, you were going to, like, that was a- another anticipated move. So... I think the drama is hyped up. We're approaching. We're one week towards the trade deadline. People are excited. But in the long run, I don't think much has changed between um, now and a couple months ago when Kyrie Irving is
0: asking the fans, uh, if, if, they'll, if you guys will have me, I'm happy to resign I, right. here for the next five years. It's funny. Somebody like Nick Wright, who I hate to reference, but I'm going to because he's such a hypocrite. Two days ago, he was talking about Kyrie Irving is going to L.A. Kyrie Irving to LA is a thing, and then today he's like, "Let's look at what's happened to Boston in the past eight months." And New York has opened up two max cap spaces, and and that's not a great thing for Boston. Like, there are people who are just hell bent on Kyrie is leaving Boston, and I I just I think Kyrie Irving has is first of all aware of his perception. And he's a star, and he is uh, selling movies. He is selling shoes. He is one of the most popular players in the league. He is aware of the perception of him. So he's not going to do something to jeopardize that. He came out and said, I want to come back to Boston, like you said, if you'll have me. He came out and did a commercial with his dad in the garden saying, I want to be the last number 11. I can't believe that 50 games later, not even one full season with this team that he's going to be like so disenfranchised he's going to be like, "You know what? Screw this. I am out. I'm done with this crap." I don't I just don't buy it. Even if he says, "Huh, maybe I shouldn't have been so adamant." Uh, part of me feels like he's painted himself into a corner almost like when you go into like an instant replay and the ruling on the field is Kyrie Irving's going to stay. You need some pretty compelling evidence to say Kyrie Irving is not going to stay at this point. And I think he sees what the Boston Celtics are doing. He has seen the history of, of Danny Ainge. He knows what they're going out to try to do. I just don't think that he's going to come here for two years, miss a third of one of those years and then come come out of the next year and be so frustrated that he's 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 going to leave. That it, it Just don't buy it. I think he has had a lot of great things to say about Brad Stevens. I think he has had a lot of positive th- things to say about the city and the franchise. Going to rejoin LeBron? Like, no. That's crap. That is Rich Paul power play. I think power play is the term that you were trying to use power play to try and get new Orleans to move before the trade deadline. Because if they don't move before the trade deadline, then the Lakers are, I feel like they're, they're way behind every other team now is is in terms of well maybe not that bad, but in terms of trading for Anthony Davis, they fall behind at least the Celtics. And then the other stuff is just pure speculation going back to two years ago. And saying, oh, Kyrie, oh, there's Max Space, Kyrie Irving, of course. That of course Max Space equals Kyrie Irving. I just don't buy any of it. I don't buy any of it. And I could be wrong. Obviously, there is a possibility that he's going to leave. But it just it doesn't add up. It sounds like a ton of stuff that's coming out of other places than than Boston.
2: If Kyrie Irving did leave, let's enter hypothetical land. Sure. Would he become the biggest sports villain in oh Boston's, uh, Boston history. I think uh, in either scenario, right here we have him going to the Lakers or the Knicks. In either scenario, I think he becomes a huge villain. But if he went to the Lakers and joined LeBron, uh, I think oh he God. becomes the biggest villain in the history of time.
0: Uh,
2: in Boston, yeah. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. I can't think of another guy who's that hated across any I mean, sports. Like it, Clemens didn't promise to re-sign Let's and then there's like way. a Toronto thing.
0: Let's put it this way. Ray Allen was on the last two or three years of his career, and he went to join LeBron in Miami, and he still hated to this point. And he was a bit player. He was like a, a supporting player of when in a big three in Miami that included Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Kyrie Irving going, leaving Boston to go to the Lakers, not just going to the Lakers, going to join LeBron after having left LeBron, after having, like I said, make the commercial and having said, I want to come back. If you'll have me all of that stuff. If he does that, then, Oh my God, he would be the number one Boston Celtics villain. I actually, I a hundred percent agree. He would be the number one Boston Celtics villain of all time.
2: I think in all of Boston sports and, and just we're talking about this now. Kyrie's a guy who believes in chakras in energies and karma for him to bring that much negative energy into the world. I just don't see him do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, he's a positive guy. He wants the, what's best uh, for his fellow human beings. And I just don't think he would bring those <laughs> negative vibes uh, onto any city.
0: From a basketball perspective. I mean, I get it saying like, oh, I'm, I'm, I've i become disenfranchised with the Celtics and I want to go somewhere else. And the, if you want to go down that thought process, say, okay, I apologize to LeBron. I get it. I understand what LeBron was trying to do. I've now made amends and I'm, I'm, it's okay. I feel good about what I was trying to do. Then I get it, except for the fact that he followed up that apology to Kevin Garnett. I mean, to <laughs> Kevin Garnett, I'm looking at Kevin Garnett on the, on NBA TV on mute while I'm, uh, while I'm talking to LeBron James. And the next line that he said was, I I want to be here. I asked for this. I'm in it like wholeheartedly. Like, and um, I want to be the guy. He he said something along the lines of like I want to be the leader. Yes, he said after that. LeBron, people hear LeBron apology outside of Boston and go, oh, well, he wants to join LeBron. The next thing he said was, but I wanted. I asked for this. I embrace it. I accept it. I want. I I want this wholeheartedly. So, forget the hypotheticals. I I just, there's not a single thing that I I have seen from Kyrie that indicates that he is anything beyond frustrated with the process. Not frustrated with the team. Not frustrated with his coach. Not frustrated with his front office. He's just frustrated that he's not winning as much as he, he wanted to right away. That's it. Yes, he's frustrated because the Celtics are the 5th seed and not the 1st seed. But that's that's something that happens. Like who wouldn't be frustrated with this? Like anybody who's listening, would you be sitting there going like, oh, "I'm cool. This is fine. This is great." No, you'd be pissed off. Everybody would be pissed off. You're pissed off. You're listening to this and you're pissed off. So I I'm still I'm still not sold on anything besides Kyrie coming back the the overwhelming percentage to me is that Kyrie comes back my final point on this is that just
2: thinking about his comments that he wants to be the leader he wants to be this guy going to Los Angeles and playing with LeBron James you're not the guy no going to New York and playing with Kevin Durant you're also not the guy a situation where you could add a lot of talent but maybe not play with like such a big personality would be playing with Anthony Davis in Boston. And so that's what I think is going to happen having because been it's here, wishful thinking.
0: Having been here for two years and bringing Anthony Davis in, it still makes Kyrie the guy. And of course, Kyrie's a point guard. Kyrie has the ball in his hands. He's the guy. It's tough for Biggs to be the guy when. And that's just not
2: who Anthony Davis is. He's not like a loud, demonstrative guy. He's not like a rah, rah guy. Like. He's not going to be the face. Uh, I feel like he's like more prone to be the kind of 1A star. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's actually like a, in terms of, uh, personalities, it makes a lot more sense to me, uh, for Anthony Davis playing, uh, in Boston. And, and as we speak, I think Boston still has the, uh, the best offer to the Pelicans, uh, who don't want, even want to talk to the Lakers on the phone.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs>
0: right. Right. Um, it, it's interesting. And I, I also will say that. I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Davis, after years of being the guy, is like, all right, you know what? It'd be good to just, like, sit there and let Kyrie do the work for a few games. <laughs> just, you do your thing. I'm tired. Uh, we'll come back. We got one more thing to talk about here, and it's the All-Stars, of which only Kyrie Irving uh, will be representing uh, for the Boston Celtics. That was a seriously terribly structured sentence, but Kyrie's the only Boston All-Star. We're coming back to talk about that here in the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thursday night on TNT, the Celtics uh, got news that Kyrie Irving was the only All-Star for uh, the Sunday Night All-Star game. The reserves were announced, and uh, Kyrie Irving did not get any fellow Celtics on the team. Uh, He is joined, of course, by Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is the captain of the team. Kemba Walker, who we talked about. Uh, The other forward... For the uh, East is Kawhi, Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, right. And, um, I'm sorry. The, The starters are Kawhi Leonard and Joel Embiid. The reserves are Kyle Lowry, Blake Griffin, Chris Middleton, Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal, Nick Vucevic. Um, any objections? I don't, I had Bradley Beal as a starter, so, um, I, I'm fine with uh, with this. My 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 only when I was putting my list together, I did not include Kyle Lowry. Not to say that he wasn't deserving. I like to kind of skew uh, to the guys who are pro, probably or more likely one off kind of all stars. So I liked to uh, include D'Angelo Russell. Who may still be an injury replacement? Uh, Victor Oladipo was, uh, in, was an all-star too. Did I say Victor Oladipo? Victor Oladipo was an all-star. You did now. Uh, so, Oladipo's in, and, uh, so, but D'Angelo Russell and Jimmy Butler are going to be considered for injury replacements. I, I, I want D'Angelo Russell. I think a member of the Brooklyn Nets should absolutely go. I do not think that the 76ers should have three guys. No way. And Jimmy Butler started his season out in the West. I completely subscribe to the Zach Lowe theory of punishing Jimmy Butler for not only coming over from the West, but for, for really spending the first part of the season torching the Minnesota Timberwolves and completely setting that entire franchise ablaze that should not be rewarded. So I am all out on Jimmy Butler as an all-star. So, uh, my- also last year,
2: Jimmy Butler re- like just refused to play in the all-star game. and <laughs> was reportedly just too hung over. Yeah. Was, he's not going to play at all. Give it to D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I think that. he absolutely deserves. I think he's going to be the guy who makes it. Um, the only other qualm that I've seen out there on the internet is that people thought Eric Bledsoe, should get in over Chris Middleton. Um, but, you know what? Chris Middleton uh, didn't miss a shot last year against the Celtics in the playoffs. And so if it that's the reward, I'm fine with that. No one mm-hmm. wants to see Eric Bledsoe in an all star game. No,
0: not at all. So I'm fine with that. Uh, Eric Bledsoe is deserving. That's fine. Um, I also would have maybe given it to uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, who was very instrumental, has been a very instrumental in the indie success, so um, maybe he'll get a chance. But other than I that... I think you're
2: the only person who uh, was advocating for Bojan Bogdanovic's all-star capabilities. <laughs>
0: maybe. Maybe. And that, like I said, that just kind of skews towards the, this might be his only chance. So, he... Uh, I feel like getting him that one all-star means a lot. And I, I, would, I would say... And he's also splitting that with Miles Turner. He's also splitting that with Monte Sabonis. There's a lot of guys there that kind of, kind of, sort of have like the Marcus Morris All-Star case, but not really. So, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my 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 only my only guy that I would throw in there. I think is D'Angelo Russell, who'll probably get in anyway. Want to go out west? The West, sure.
2: <laughs> On the Gold Rush. It's 1848. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what you're
0: talking about. I mean, I know what is. You know the Oregon is. Trail. Yeah, I've manifest I know that. destiny going out going out west. I gotcha. I gotcha. I, did, I just didn't know why you said that. But, oh yeah, that was the I, that wasn't clear. I gotcha. Okay, so the West starters again. LeBron James is the captain. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Paul George, Russell Westbrook's a reserve. Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Dame Lillard, Klay Thompson. LaMarcus Aldridge and Carl anthony Towns are your West Reserves. Jam, your snubs. I mean, Rudy Gobert is a pretty big
2: big snub. That's a big one. I was initially laughing about it because um, upset jazz fans uh, make me happy because – (laughs) <laughs> uh, of, of certain certain Twitter accounts that may, uh, are uh, generally mad online, and it's kind of funny when that happens. Uh, but then I started looking at the stats, and it's like, every advanced statistic this year, mm-hmm. if you look at, like, PER, or uh, VORP, or v- value over replacement, or win shares, or plus minus, it's like, oh, Rudy, uh, Rudy Gobert's top five in all of these, including offense and defense. Uh, maybe that guy should have got in. And yeah. I, I, I think... Carl Anthony Towns he's also up there in a lot of the um, those categories. The thing I think Klay Thompson's the biggest. Uh, he's the one who doesn't deserve to be there. Klay Thompson is not like shooting the same um, percentage from three he once had. He's basically just chucking a bunch of threes. He also gets to play with uh, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Um, I know he's a, a solid defender, but I just don't think that. He's been the most like he's having an all star type season this year.
0: Yeah. Um, I-, I would say that the counter argument is that the West, I mean, the West is so stacked, it's hard to choose. Like Clay Thompson, I would not have put Clay Thompson on the West All Stars, but Clay Thompson should absolutely get in over D'Angelo Russell, right? So we just make the, the D'Angelo Russell case. The, Clay Thompson is the guy who kind of symbolizes the just let the best players in regardless of conference, especially he, if – Clay Thompson is shooting 38 percent from uh, three. This is the first
2: time in his entire career he's been below 40 percent. He does not deserve to be in the All-Star game. <laughs> I, would, I would put D'Angelo Russell over him, and I, I just am reacting this passionately right now because I just realized he's only shooting 38 percent from three. Like that. He's only 38 percent his past season was 44% before that 41 before that 42 44 42 so yeah I mean, he's only a victim 48%. of his own success uh, exactly
0: and that's fine that's fine uh, i i wouldn't have put him in uh, i am upset that mike conley didn't get in i think this was the year to give mike conley his first all-star nod like how has mike conley had this entire career without being an all-star. That, to me, is insanity. And if there was ever a Lifetime Achievement Award, this was the year to do it. Give Mike Conley the all-star nod. Just put him on the team. Clay Thompson's going to be there for years to come. Put him on. Take LaMarcus Aldridge off and put, like, (laughs) Tobias Harris on. Like, I get the spurs. Like, you've got to pick a spur. and And – I think in my All Star, I might have picked Lamarcus Aldridge because I felt the obligation to put a spur on, but now I'm changing my mind and saying that he should put somebody else on, more deserving. Well, here's a question
2: Does Anthony Davis get replaced in this game? Because there's a potential that if he plays in the All Star game, that's the last game he plays this entire year. Like, he couldn't play, he might not play another game for the Pickens. And so, like, if that's the case, yeah, I don't know what they do, do you put him in the. Would they take him out and like put in, um, Tobias Harris or uh, Rudy Gobert? I don't know. Who knows?
0: I honestly that that's such a unique situation. I have no idea what they do.
2: What if he just wears like a a jersey without a patch of his team on it and just says like an NBA on it? I just saw some guy. Some guy did that in like the 1993. uh, Craig Hodges three point shoot. Yeah, in the yeah he was just wearing an NBA jersey. Why was that? Was he traded? Because he he was no longer in the league.
0: He was. He spent the like the last. He was out of the league. He was such a good three-point shooter that he ended the preseason. He just got it brought in as a ringer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, if I remember correctly, Craig Hodges, he was like a ridiculous three-point shooter for the Chicago Bulls. And then the following year, he wasn't on a team. But he was such a good three-point shooter that they felt the need they had to bring him in. And that's why he was wearing the NBA jersey. Because he was not on an actual team but he was so good that he had to be involved. That's wild. I have a, I have
2: a crazy idea for this year's three point contest. Um, both Seth and Steph Curry are going to be in. So I think Dell Curry needs to be in rocking those old school Hornet uniforms from like the grandma, Ma era. absolutely. And we'll have a, a Curry spectacular.
0: Absolutely. I'm all in on that. Uh, and he talked about that, um, when uh, Steph Curry talked about that on, I want to say, was it the Zach Lowe podcast? Like he's, he wants that. I'd be. All he wants man. his dad in there. Yeah, he wants his dad in there. You have to give him like an extra ten seconds because he's an old man like me, and you got like it takes a little bit longer to get around the uh, <laughs> the uh, racks. But yeah, do it. I'm in.
2: All yeah. right, we just fixed
0: the All Star game. That's it. That's it. Um, I'm I'm looking up the Craig Hodges three point contest to try and find the actual specific. Did he, did he win the year before? Like, this just seems absurd. He did. He, he, he was, Oh, he's
2: defending champ. It, it only makes sense if he's defending champ.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was the defending champ. So, <laughs> but he was, I, I, I didn't expect this, but so I remember, I remember going off of memory here. I remember that he was, um, he was, it, he was a winner, a previous winner of the three point winner the 3 point contest so okay uh 1986 runner up he lost a couple of times runner up he won 3 years in a row and then 1993 he was a semifinalist so i think in 1993 that's the year that we're talking about where he so he he, he had won 3 in a row yeah he de- he deserved to be in that competition yeah i think that's what it was he had won 3 in a row and then he was out of the league and they were like he's just too good you got to you got to bring him back so he had that NBA. That's game. That tells you a lot about the
2: NBA in 1993, that one of the best three-point shooters in the league, not one team was like, man, maybe we'll take a flyer on that guy. <laughs> right. like the, everything was just like going through, like, we don't need a three-point shooter. Yeah. We need a very tough guy in the post He's willing to punch someone in the face.
0: <laughs> that was 90s basketball. So Craig Hodge's last year, 1991-92 – he was a 37 and a half percent three point shooter. In oh 90, my God, he's worse than Clay Thompson. In 1990, the 1989-90 season, he was a 48 percent three point shooter, but he was only taking three a game. So it's not like today's NBA where he was taking like ten a game. He had so his career three point percentage was 40 percent. His career high in 1988, he shot. Fifty four percent from three. He took two and a half threes per game. Like that for, that back then was like, oh my god, he's a gunner. That's that's ridiculous. He's crazy. What is he doing out there? Yeah. That's such a low percentage shot, except for him. It was a fifty four percent.
2: Okay, new idea. Instead of Del Curry, we should get Craig Hodges to get in the all star game with uh, Craig Seth Hodges Curry for and Seth Curry. Del Curry. Do it. <laughs> that's a basketball I would watch. That's that's a <laughs> you beef up. Saturday
0: night. Oh God! All right, we're out of our minds. So we're going to wrap up the podcast. I don't even know if most of this made sense, but we hope it did. Hope you've enjoyed it enough to subscribe. Hope you subscribers have given us a good rating and a five star review, and of course, share the podcast. Tell everybody listen to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Yeah, packet and Jay King. Locked On Celtics. And hit that subscribe button.